You're listening to episode 19 on Abundant After Abortion, Retro Commitment. Welcome to Abundance After Abortion. If you have had an abortion, girlfriend, you are in the right place at the right time. You are fearfully and wonderfully made and your life has purpose and meaning. And so does your little one. John 10.10 says Christ died that we may have life and that to the full or what other translations say in abundance, not to the exclusion of those who have had an abortion. So I am so glad you're tuning in. Now let's get into today's episode. Okay. Hey y'all. I am really eager to share this idea that I kind of came up with, um, but it has to do with committing to your decision. Um, so hi, my name's Katie, Katie Chavez. I am a life coach for women who are suffering loss through abortion and looking to make amends, like to heal, you name it, feel better. Um, my whole thing is living abundantly. And that comes from John 10, 10, chapter 10, verse 10, where Jesus says, the thief comes to steal, kill, and destroy. Wouldn't you know it? He wants to ruin your life. He wants to destroy the good things that God has for you. He wants to lie to you, steal, kill, cheat, destroy, all the things. But Jesus says, I have come that you may have life and there's different versions that say different things, but that you may have life and that to the full or some translations say, and that in abundance. I think that's so beautiful. That's so great. So there is hope. If you have gone through an abortion experience, there is hope and healing available for you through Christ. Okay, and I'm here to facilitate that and be an example of how that's possible and what that looks like. So retro commitment. There's one thing, one common thing that I find um, among women who have gone through an abortion themselves. And they, like one question that's very common, question like feeling, uh, let's see, is that they just want to know that they made the right choice. I hear like versions of this frequently. They are in pain for one reason, <laughs> for many reasons. They are in pain. I don't mean to laugh, but uh, okay. I don't mean to laugh. It's not a laughing matter. Um, I guess something that I am learning about myself is that joy and humor is one way that I cope. So it's kind of my knee-jerk reaction to go through a heavy matter with humor. That makes me feel better, I guess, and handle the situation and make it through. So I don't mean to laugh. It's not a laughing matter. But one thing I hear often is that women feel um, unresolved because they just want to know, they're telling themselves like, I just want to know that I made the right decision. Wow. Okay. Let me ask you, how 
does that feel as an emotion or a feeling, a sensation? When you think about this unknown of whether it was the right decision or not, how does that feel in your body? So you're looking back at the past. It's already done. We can't change it. We can't undo it. We can't redo it. And you're wanting to know if what you did was the right thing to do. Um, That, to me, one thing I feel is like confusion or like unknown, indecision. I don't know. I'm not deciding if it was or not. And I'm saying I can't know if it was right or not. Or I don't know. So that feels already like stressful and anxious because basically I can't know. I cannot know whether it was right or not. If I'm living in the present, looking back and wondering if it was the right decision or not. How painful. How stressful. (sighs) So what else is painful about this? Is that honestly, it can feel scary, intimidating, frightening to decide. That's why we're not deciding. Wow, that can be so scary. Scary to decide. Was it right or was it wrong? And either option does not feel great. What if it was wrong? That's horrible. That's awful. What if I was wrong? It's too late. It's in the past. That's so unfortunate. But why don't we just decide that it was right? Because it probably raises a lot of questions. Well, then why do I feel the way I do if it was the right thing to do? Or what do I do now? Now that I did the right thing, now what do I do? Or I still have questions. Can I ever get pregnant again? Was this the only chance that I ever had at being a mother? Like all of these unanswered questions um, can Our mind will scratch and dig to the surface to torment us. There is no benefit to asking questions that we do not have the answer to. It causes anxiety. It causes stress. It doesn't produce something good. It doesn't produce good fruit. (laughs) Asking the what if questions that I can never know the answer to. You guys, I have not even started reading my notes. This, I am going to be teaching a workshop on this idea of retro commitment. So I wager that we women who have had an abortion um, can experience a lot of pain when we're telling ourselves, like, I just want to know that I made the right choice. That seems like an innocent, safe statement, but what is underneath that is perhaps the fear of making a decision. Was it right? Was it wrong? Was it the right choice or did I make a mistake? Can you, again, like sense the fear with that decision, being posed to make a decision? About your decision, a decision about your decision, (laughs) deciding. Okay, here we go. I'm just going to sift through. I wrote these notes a couple days ago, like in a flurry, as you can probably sense by 
the urgency in my voice as I'm just sharing so far. Um, but I wrote this out sort of in a flurry a couple days ago, and we're just going to take it one paragraph at a time. So yes, I already kind of talked about the biggest source of pain when, let's see, the biggest source of pain when we turn our back on ourselves and, and wish we hadn't made a decision that we did. So this is a source of pain that we, I know it's so yucky. Hear me out. This is a, an immense source of pain that we cause ourselves when we turn our back and redo our decision and wish we hadn't decided what we did. That is, that's like betrayal. Wow. That's like, the definition of betrayal to like think someone has your back and then you go out into the battlefield and they decide to go back and get Kentucky fried chicken. Like what the heck? What you just said you like till death do us part. You were going to be there with me in the battle. And there you are like with your feet up watching TV betrayal. But this is what we do to ourselves when once upon a time we make a decision and then lo and behold, after the decision was made, we go back and change our mind. <laughs> that is the essence of betrayal. And we do this to ourselves. Why? I know. I, I wish I could talk to you. I wish I could like have a two-way conversation, but I'm trying to make it through this one-way conversation, not being able to hear your thoughts or what you want to say back to me. But it is hard. Like now that we've had the abortion and we're in the aftermath, why would we not say, oh, dang, I didn't know what I didn't know. That's a previous episode. Go back. Listen to the episode about not knowing what you don't know. Um, but now that we're in the aftermath of our abortion, of course, 99% of the time, we're going to be like, or I guess, are the experience we have 99% of the time is I wish I wouldn't have done that. I regret. Whew. Okay. So that is like undoing our commitment. I decided and now I'm changing my mind. I'm not staying committed to my decision. So we regret our choice and feel we must live a life of loss because we can't undo what's been done. The basis for this action, what's behind it all, is fear. We think it would be easier if we had just changed our mind and chosen differently. Easier emotionally. Because now that we've chosen abortion, we're in the aftermath, the emotional excruciating agony that some of us are going through. I can't speak for everyone. Perhaps the majority of us that we're going through, we think it would be easier if we had just chosen differently. And that's one reason we feel regret. Oh my gosh, if only I hadn't. That doesn't help us, honey. To say, I wish I didn't. That does not help. We think it would fix it. <laughs> but it doesn't help us. 
right here where we're at because we can't choose differently. It's already done. So we live stuck in the past, trying to play out our lives if we had chosen differently. If only or what if we play these mind games with ourselves. But we didn't, so we're stuck in the twilight zone. Not being present and living in if only land. That will never be. So here is the opportunity that I, so consider all of that the preface. Here is the opportunity that I want to offer you. That we are all presented with. So it is this. To acknowledge your decision and walk through the consequences or results of our decision rather than wish we could go back and choose differently or change our mind rather than go back on our choice, hoping it will create a more comfortable result. Can I get an amen? No, no amens. Nobody likes this idea. (laughs) So let me say this again. The opportunity is to acknowledge your decision. What did you choose? Yes. So like the debate is, was it right? Was it wrong? Should I, shouldn't I have? And this causes us pain because we can't change the past. The circumstances that we did, it's done. Circumstance is abortion. Now, what you think about that is going to impact how you feel and how you show up to your life. And the results that you create, um, the results that you experience, this is all on you. I know we don't like that either. We want to point and blame and say they or he or this, that, and the other. It's not my fault. We don't like to take ownership or responsibility. It is very uncomfortable. That's my experience. So I'm saying that... So to acknowledge our decision and walk through the consequences. I'm calling it consequences because it doesn't feel good. Am I yelling? I'm sorry. It doesn't feel good. We don't want this result. I don't enjoy this experience. I maybe didn't choose this or want this. So it's like a consequence of our decision, our choice. So, um, the, the post-abortion experience most commonly, I can't speak for everyone, but most commonly results in pain, remorse, heartache, brokenness, unforgiveness, bitterness, regret, loneliness, unhealthy coping mechanisms, anger, the list goes on. And these are like part of the aftermath of our choice. Two plus two equals four. So this is most often, I can't say always, but most often what we experience as a result of abortion is uncomfortable, undesired, unenjoyed. That's why I'm just kind of defining that as a consequence. Okay. Acknowledge our decision. Here's the opportunity for the fourth time. To acknowledge our decision and walk through the consequences rather than 
turn our back on ourselves, on the choice we made and like betraying ourselves and saying, I shouldn't have. And that wasn't like, ah, I'm in pain and I'm a victim and hoping that going back and like supposing or wishing we could change our mind would create a better result. Girlfriend, it don't. It doesn't. So what else? Um, But in our case, because of how, air quotes, not fun, going through the consequence or result of abortion is, that at that point, we wish we hadn't chosen it. We're like, oh my God, this sucks so bad. This is so horrible. This is awful. This is not fun. So obviously the way to make it better is wish I hadn't done it or live in a space of like wishing I could change my mind or in my case, pretending like it never happened and suppressing or ignoring it and now living life, tra-la-la-la-la, like being um, ignorant of my decision and suppressing emotions And just trying to, I wanted to keep my reputation of being a good Christian girl and pursue my dreams and like continue on with life as if there aren't skeletons in my closet. But we can't go back and we can't undo our decision. And here we are in the muck, in the mire, like, like I say, 99% of the time feeling really awful, really bad. So here is the instead, here's the fork in the road. Instead, however, we could choose again. So here's the opportunity for you to decide today. We could choose to support our choice, even though, catch this, even though we know what it's like on this side of the decision. We're living in the experience of our decision right now and we know what it's like. So what if we had our back, supported our decision, and openly, boldly, humbly maybe, courageously walked through the consequences rather than skirt around or suppress or avoid or buffer from what I'm feeling because I don't like it. Ooh. So that's what I mean by this weird coined phrase, retro commitment. Girl, you and I, we made a choice in our past and today you and I can decide to retroactively be committed to our decision. And think about it this way. We already know what the answer is because that's what we're living in right now. So pre-abortion, you might be like, I don't know. I don't know what it's going to be like, but I'm scared and I can't. Now we had it. Now we're in. We know what it's like. We have the answer. So now we get to go back and have our back instead of betray ourselves by wishing we could change our mind and not be supportive when we're hit with the fruit of our decision, with the consequences. Okay, because 
there's a difference between owning our choices and reconciling them. Owning our choices and running from reconciliation because it's painful or we don't like it. That's the consequence. So we're not making it better when, when I am just running. I'm avoiding, I'm ignoring, I'm suppressing, I'm just running. There is no making it better. There's no reconciliation. Because maybe I'm scared out of my wits to face that. Or I'm afraid of what's going to happen. What's going to happen when I apologize or when I tell somebody or like confess or I don't know and I don't want to go there. I can't even imagine going through that. So I'm just going to avoid and ignore or pretend or buffer and live a lie. That's what got me. I cannot live a lie any longer. I cannot. Um, So I want to share my story so you can relate. So you have Um, an example that there is hope. I also want to make it clear there is no pressure. This is your journey. This is your healing. I am, I want to encourage you. There is no pressure like you have to this, you have to that. You don't have to change. You don't have to tell. You don't have to do anything. Okay. But I want to use my story as an example And you can do whatever you feel led to do with my example. Okay, back to the story. Why is it painful? Why is it painful? Because we sabotage ourselves in our mind. Owning my choice might lead me to believe about myself. Okay, so pause here. I was just saying a couple minutes ago about why we don't decide. The painful statement, not even a question. I guess it's kind of a question. We're wondering, did I make the right choice? And being in this land of indecisiveness, land of indecision, not just putting your foot down and deciding, yes, it was, or no, it wasn't, that is scary. That's, it can be painful to decide. Okay, back to the notes. Owning my choice, yes, it was good, no, it wasn't, might lead me to believe about myself that I'm stupid. I'm a murderer. I hate that. I'm a horrible person. I took my baby's life. Here are the thoughts that we, we are like our greatest critic and the worst accusers to ourselves. Oh my gosh, I wish I could just... Hold your hand and look you in the face, in the eyes and say, you are not any of these things. But we formulate this identity about ourselves. I'm stupid. I make bad choices. I don't have a purpose. I'm a mistake. I'll never fill in the blank. We say this about ourselves internally in our heart of hearts. Nobody sees, nobody hears, nobody knows. It's in our mind. It's in our heart. But you know what? Those are seeds that we plant and they take root and they grow. And that is what people see. The fruit of our thinking, how we accuse ourselves. Because here's the blueprint. 
Like, here's the map. Here's how this plays out. You're thinking these thoughts to yourself. Nobody sees, nobody hears, nobody knows. It's internal dialogue. But you feel, you probably don't feel great about yourself when you're thinking these things. It's just compiling these consequences. I'm calling consequence because it's not fun. We don't enjoy it. It's just piling Shame on top of guilt and guilt on top of shame and embarrassment and humiliation and feeling awful and terrible and horrible. And we're just piling these emotions on top of each other until we're totally full. We're like up to our eyeballs in all of these excruciating emotions that we are feeling inside in our heart, in our mind, in our body. And when we feel emotions, yes, they they show up as a sensation. I've got a splitting headache. I've got my stomach is in knots. I have horrible digestion. I've now it's showing up physically in our body. So what do we do? What does that lead to? Maybe I'm irritable. Maybe I'm angry. Maybe I'm frustrated. Maybe I have zero patience. Maybe I yell at people. Maybe I'm a ter- like a, an unpleasant coworker. I'm a terrible coworker. So now it's showing up externally in our lives you can run but you can't hide (sighs) Mm. oh my gosh I feel so strongly about all of these things I wish I could just like shout it on a mountaintop this is so important (sighs) all right this much we do to ourselves we tell ourselves a story about ourselves that makes us feel awful And I just played out what that results in, in our lives. It starts internally and then it becomes a physical and then it becomes external. So let's go back and talk about the opportunity that I was introducing to you 89 years ago, (laughs) a while ago, the opportunity. So we are presented with the opportunity to not wish that we hadn't chosen differently. (gasps) It's so scary. What? I, what, why would I do that? Why would I not wish for something different? This is horrible. This is awful. We are presented with the opportunity not to play with the idea of changing our mind. Not wish that we could go back and change our mind. Even if we could look back Or even, okay, even if we look back and do not agree with our decision, that is what makes it hard. That's why it can be so excruciating and scary and painful to decide yes or no, it was the right choice or it wasn't. Because what if I actually don't agree with my decision? Well, guess what? It's too late. I can't go back. And now I feel self-sabotage like self-hatred even at myself because now that I've made my choice I disagree and I wish I didn't utter support is what we need to give to ourselves support doesn't mean hey good job you did good no we need to have our own back and like I say walk out a healing or reconciliation journey, which probably includes 
like I say, walking through the consequences. I don't like it. It doesn't feel good. This is not fun. One tiny bit. I want to run away. I'm super scared. I'm going to cry. My hands are sweaty. My armpits are sweaty. My body's shaking. I cannot face this. It is so unbearable. The consequence. But this is the opportunity. Even if we would look back and say, I do not agree with what I did. I'm not saying we should agree with ourselves. But are you willing to walk through what I'm saying is the consequence, the result of our decision? Because you know what? That is support. When it's scary, when I disagree with past choices I've made, I'm going to walk through it because I have got my own back. I support myself. I can reconcile like... Lord, help me. This can get better. But it's not going to if I'm staying in what if land or indecision or fear. I know it is so hard. We can say, yep, this is what I chose. I don't like it, but I accept it. And now I'm willing to walk through what the result or consequences are and get help to do so. You are not alone and I am here to help you. This is what I am a life coach to do, to walk through all of this. When I just laid out for you, this opportunity and the difficulty and the pain and the confusion, I am here to walk through this with you and coach you. So it's our natural tendency to hate on ourselves, to sabotage ourselves and engage in self-deprecating behavior. So my last episode, episode 18, was on how much punishment is enough. How much is enough to serve the sentence of my guilt that I feel or the negative emotion that I feel? How much sentence is enough for me to serve? For us, Never. It's never enough. We will always kick our own, kick our own butt and hate on ourselves until we reconcile with ourselves and with others, with our baby, with God. I don't think there's anything else that substitutes for that. I could be wrong. I'd love to hear from you. What takes the place of reconciliation? Like if we're feeling you know, awful about a past decision, we got to make it right. Nothing can substitute from that. It's like avoiding a a sentence. I think this is what I talked about in episode 18, avoiding a sentence of going to jail. You're sentenced to jail and you don't go like there's, yeah, sometimes there's other options Do community service, volunteer, whatever. Um, So anyway, getting help from me, your coach, to help you challenge your thinking and make conscious choices of how you will approach these consequences. Okay, what are you going to think about them? How are you going to handle them? What can you do to work through them instead of buffer or avoid or deny or reject Mm. while owning your decision and walking out a reconciliation process so you can feel 
not just feel, but know. I know. I'm not just hoping, but I am forgiven and set free. I am healed. I'm not just crossing my fingers. I hope I am. I feel like I am, but am I really? I don't know. How about that? (sighs) What an episode. I want to invite you to schedule a consultation. And how you do that is by first filling out my application to get coached. There's, mm, it takes a little bit of time. Okay, it's not an easy peasy breezy application. Do think about each question. Take some time, like minimize the page, (laughs) put it in the background on your phone, keep it up in Safari, whatever. Come back to it over time. Fill out the application once that is complete. Completed in its entirety, you'll be taken to my booking page where you can schedule your consultation. Support yourself. Don't go back on your choice. I know it's hard. I know it's so painful and scary. I can help you own it. I own what I did. Maybe I don't like it. Maybe I wish I didn't. But I own it. And I can help you, like, it's this idea of I want to want to. I don't want to, but I want to want to. Please help, help me (laughs) to be willing to face these consequences instead of wish for an easy way out by living in regret or what if land. Um, Regretting your choice or hating yourself for what you did. You can't change it darling, but together we can reconcile and step back into the abundant life that Christ gave his life to make an opportunity for you, to make available to you. All right, my dear, that's a wrap. I love you. I care about you. Let's be in touch. I'll talk to you next week. Hey, I am so glad you're listening to Abundant After Abortion. I've just got a favor to ask. Okay, two favors. If you wouldn't mind giving this podcast a quick five-star rating, just scroll down to the bottom of the page on your phone and tap to rate. Second, if you know someone who needs to hear a message of hope and love after having an abortion of their own, would you send this to them? I won't give you numbers or statistics, but suffice it to say, there are a lot of women who have had abortions that we probably don't even know of because many of us are suffering in silence for so many reasons. We're not even open or sharing about it. Lastly, I am here to walk this journey with you. Click my milkshake link where you'll find all the ways that we can get connected. You can sign up for my freebie, deflating the stress balloon. You can join my email list. You can register for my latest webinar or sign up for a consultation so we can coach together for abundance after abortion. Thanks so much for listening. I'll see you next week.